Hello and welcome to the Go Sell Something podcast. I'm Rob Murphy, and here at Affinity, we multiply your profits by helping you build and optimize your workforce. We have specialists who help find salespeople as well as specialized talent in several other industries. We have today Mr. Ben Hutto with us. Ben is the corporate sales manager at ADP. He burst onto the sales scene in 2014 at TransFirst, selling credit card processing. When he was part-time and didn't even get the internal leads that the full-time folks got, he still outperformed quota like crazy, superstar status. He was supposed to land three new clients per month. And when he landed 18 in a month, he realized that maybe he should be a salesman. Ben, thanks so much for being here today. Yeah, Rob. Thanks for having me. Excited to, excited to chat. Why don't you tell us a little bit more? We'll start there. Let's talk about that crazy beginning to your sales career at TransFirst. And actually, I believe you had one other sales job even before that that was a short-term gig. Yeah. So I got towards the end of college and, and was actually working at Vitamin Shop and uh, you know realized I needed to probably up my income a little bit. And so I, I was trying to, get, trying to get a sales job, had no sales resume other than just like retail jobs server jobs. And so I was in that kind of boat where I was just looking for any sales job that I, that would basically let me, you know, give me a chance, I guess. And so I, uh, I got a job selling steel buildings over the phone for a guy in Murfreesboro who kind of started his own company. It was just him. It was in a small office, but a little one person company. And then he hired me and this other guy as salespeople and it was all commissioned which I was actually fine with at the time um, and ended up being a pretty good mindset as I moved forward, just kind of focusing on more commission-oriented jobs. But I showed up and it was basically him giving us faxes from 2004 and the leads were just <laughs> about as weak. I mean, I think just cold calling out of the phone book, honestly, might have been a stronger lead than what, what we were doing. <laughs> um, <laughs> and so it was, you know, sit there, drink a bunch of caffeine and just and just call these random leads he was giving us and he had somewhat of a database but it was a lot of like again it was like hey we called this guy four years ago and they didn't answer and never called us back <laughs> but they sent us an email once you know so so i went through that experience did that for about a month and you know i i didn't want to leave until i sold one and so i ended up just call, making a lot of calls a lot of follow-up focused and determined to get you know one sale and i ended up selling one building and then took the job at transfirst which was a pretty you know, lower end sales job as well kind of looking back or you know i don't necessarily want to say lower end but it was very entry level it was just very yeah. kind of turn and burn but it was a real company though it wasn't like one guy in you know <laughs> in a building in murfreesboro it was a you know a real company and they had offices across the country and they would hire um, the way they did it at that time is they would hire part-time reps to pay them $10 an hour and then say, but, you know, you can make decent commission if you can just kind of outbound to these small businesses and set them up with payment solutions or, you know, credit card processing. And so I got in there and it was like, wow, I get leads that are in Salesforce. We also sold to association partners. So it was, you know, it would be a small business association and there's member benefit was that they got credit card processing through transfers. So there was a little bit of a, an angle there. 
it wasn't quite a cold lead, but it was somebody that had been called for many years and always said no. But we did have kind of an opening line of, hey, we partner with your association. And I went in there very excited for the opportunity. You know, I felt like I finally got a real sales job. And so I just, you know, was working around the clock. I showed up early. I stayed late. I was at home working on my, you know, sales scripts. I was practicing uh, role playing at night. I was just working around the clock. And the thing I love about sales is that, you know, you really get out of sales what you put into it. Yep. And those are just the best things in life are things where, you know, hey, you put a lot of work in and you get a lot out of it. That's what I found when I started is I was felt like I cared more and was working harder than everybody else. And then, you know, the deal started closing and I, you know, my first month I got like 10 or 11 on a quota of three and they weren't even planning on you closing three because you just started, but I closed 10 or 11. And to your point, which you mentioned a little while ago is a few months later, I, I sold 18 deals and beat everybody who was on the inbound team. And, and what that inbound team was, it was a group of sales reps who had really all been with the company for five plus years. They had this very established sales group. And then there was this team of people they would kind of churn and burn through. And every once in a while, one would be successful and they'd move them onto that team. And I was able to literally outsell people who are getting inbound leads every month. And I was just cold calling, basically. And so that was probably the highlight. I look back on that and I'm very proud of that. This era of that's time in my career and, and being able to win that rep of the month award over all of the reps who were getting inbound leads. And it was just a cool moment for me and continuing winning that rep of the month by six or seven months out of the year until they changed actually how they did the award. But it was just a, a cool way to kind of kick off my career. Dude, that's like Wilt Chamberlain. They changed the rules of the NBA cause he was too dominant. <laughs> hey, I absolutely love it. That gets me fired up as a sales guy. I just love the beauty of hearing, the grind starting from nothing. And I just absolutely love as well the mindset of, Hey, I actually have a lead. You know, what a, what a blessing. A lot of salespeople feel entitled to certain perks and sales enablement. And, and I have to say, you know, successful companies do a great deal and a great job at sales enablement and helping their salespeople know who to call and all those things. But Man, just to go in and say, hey, nothing's guaranteed. Nothing's going to be given to me. I'm just going to go care more and work harder and get it and be successful. I absolutely love it, man, because anybody has the option to do that. Yeah, it's a mindset. It really is. And that, that having that gratitude and that just put your head down and work is, is really just, it's very simple, but it, it's true. So tell us about the biggest challenge of your sales career. We've heard about just a moment of great success. And that might not have even been the best moment of your sales career. Um, I know that you've been very successful in other jobs and in your current one as well, but tell us a time when, when you were really struggling and how you dealt with that. Yeah. So, you know, as you mentioned, I, I, I work at ADP, I'm in kind of the national account division and it's where I'm selling the organization to employ 1000 to 10,000 employee companies. And actually, when I first started, I had a, a lot of accounts over 10,000. And mm -hmm. so I went basically from a small business type of sale where it's a numbers game and you're just kind of trying to get in the door and have a conversation with the decision maker to, okay, now I'm, I'm not only selling something that I'm really unfamiliar with, I was selling some payroll and sort of finance solutions. And before I was just selling a pretty simple sale of, hey, this is the swipe of credit card, these are your rates. And kind of very basic conversation, very transactional. Whereas 
once I got to ADP, it was, okay, this is, you know, HCM, this is payroll, you know, you're selling to multiple, you got to sell multiple departments. You know, the, there's just a lot of, you know, interfacing platforms and just a lot of stuff. And I was very overwhelmed for about a year and a half and really struggled to even have basic conversations about what I was selling. Um, there was just a lot of information. And so probably six, eight months into the job, it was like once I kind of, you know, you, you expect your first you know, few months on a job. It's like, yeah, I'm learning, I'm learning. And then you kind of expect it to click. And it just like wasn't clicking. And it was time was going by, months were going by, and I was still just not really selling much. You know, I'd, I'd maybe luck into something small here or there, but I just didn't really feel like I was running a process correctly. I didn't feel like I knew how to present very well. I mean, basically every aspect of the job, I felt like I was pretty subpar and I felt like I was working hard, but it would just kind of spin in my wheels. Mm. And so that whole like getting out of it, what you put into it thing, I felt like wasn't even really happening. I was like, well, I'm working hard, but I'm kind of confused and I'm lost and these deals are, these accounts are big and I'm not sure how to navigate the kind of internal workings of these companies. And, you know, there's just a lot to it. And so I was overwhelmed. So I'd probably say that was the low point. I mean, I, I wasn't anywhere near hitting my number. And I, you know, to get out of that, I just essentially just kept working. And eventually, I hit probably that year and a half point. And last year, I went from, I mean, I was probably 15% to goal wow. about halfway through the year. And it was like, there's moments where you're getting on like team calls and it's like, I just hope no one notices my number down there because this is awkward <laughs> um, <laughs> to, you know, it all kind of clicked. And I, I had about six good sized deals in my pipeline. And it was like, Hey, if I can just close these sticks, if I can hit all these, which would be remarkable. I'll get back up to about 80% to goal, which during a COVID year, you know, 80% to goal was actually a pretty, pretty strong, strong yeah. year for me. And so, all six of those ended up coming in and, you know, people just say trust the process and things like that all the time. But I really just had to trust that what, what my mentors were telling me, what my bosses were telling me, what other reps were telling me, just following the steps that successful people do in my company and what I was told, I just kept following the process and eventually it turned and they started coming in. And so I felt like I was struggling there and then it kind of turned pretty quickly. And in a couple of months I sold a bunch of deals and I've kind of been, rolling ever since. So I guess the advice on that would just be, you know, keep your head down, keep grinding, you know, keep chopping wood and eventually it'll start falling down for you. So I am really curious to hear and for you to share a little bit today, obviously you talked about going from the transactional sales model to the complex sales model and multiple departments and navigating a C-suite of a large corporation. What have you learned about how to successfully do that and how to successfully make that transition from transactional to large and complex sales. What have you learned there? Yeah, I, I think the big thing I had to learn at first was that, you know, how to judge my success because when you're in those sales type jobs where it's like, hey, I'm closing 20 deals a month, you know, you get to be excited because that means you're closing almost a deal a day about. And so, you know, you're getting that in kind of instant gratification. Mm -hmm. And when you get into these larger, more complex sales processes, obviously that's not happening. So day to day, you're having to judge your success differently. So it's basically, it's about just kind of following the process of, you know, how am I going to get in the door? 
you know, there's, well, there's really two things I want to kind of touch on as far as trying to get in the door initially. That slow drip of information where it's like, hey, I'm going to send an email. I'll reach out on LinkedIn and I'll call, which, you know, you, you want to really diversify the way that you're reaching out. You don't want to just email every time. You don't want to just call every time. You want to reach out in different ways and you want to send different things. And so, you know, if your company, I know at ADT, we'll have webinars and things like that. So we'll send those out. You know, maybe you be in the area and you drop off some information. Maybe it's a mailer and you just got to keep slowly dripping. I, I know that we had some, had a study that was sent out a lot around our company that said 19 touches is the average wow. amount of touches to get into an account, which obviously sounds like a lot of touches. But, you know, over time, it just takes keeping your company's name in front of, in front of the people you want it in front of. And they may not respond. And they may not even look at it, but if you, you just got to keep plugging away, that can be tough because you're not getting that instant gratification. You just got to judge your performance by, okay, this is my game plan and I just got to follow it each day. But another thing that's a little different from that that I, I found some success with is a lot of touches in a short period of time. And so last year I started sending out uh, mailers that did not look like the ADP typical mailers like corporate style they were little mailers that i put together so like one of them was i think like an avengers thing and one of them was like a slip and slide thing with a car kind of a cartoon on it and they they look kind of funny and some people think they're cheesy but they can kind of stand out and you mail them out yourself handwritten letter and then maybe a little bit of information on you know the services or whatever you're trying to sell and then from there i'd send that out on a monday it would show up on tuesday I would call email on Wednesday. I would call email on Friday. And if they were close or in an area that I was in, I would maybe even do a drop on Thursday. Hmm. And so that sounds kind of aggressive, but it, it worked. You know, if I sent five or six of those out a week to accounts I was trying to get into, I would usually hear back from at least one. You know, I'd hear back from a few. I typically get a meeting out of it. And so... You know, it's tough because that's a lot of work. You know, you're figuring out who you got to target. You're putting together a mailer. You're handwriting a letter. You know, you're, you're putting this stuff in the mail. You're going out. It's, it's work. But if you can stick with that week in, week out and do those six or seven touches in a matter of a week, you'll have a good chance of getting a response. And so I think it's about, as far as getting in the door, I think it's a lot about dripping that information slowly and keeping it in front of them, but then also having those times where you kind of hit it hard and hit it aggressively and hit it in a short period of time. And then that'll help you kind of get those meetings. Incredible advice, man. I'll never forget my first ever sales job when I went to all the trouble to put together the mailer, put together a handwritten note for 30 different accounts I wanted to get into, drove all around, dropped them off at each place. And I did that and I thought, man, all right, clients are about to start rolling in. Like I've done all this work, I've done so much, but I had only touched each one of them one time. And mm -hmm. there was probably a week that went by where I was just, you know, I was working, but I was also just part of me mentally was sitting around like, okay, when are these people going to start calling me? I've worked mm -hmm. so hard, mm -hmm. but I love what you said about that study and about 19 touches to really get the call, the conversation. What a rookie I was thinking that just by trying really, really hard to drop one thing by one time that I was just going to be making sales, you know, and yeah, and there's just, it's just, there's no magic bullet. And, you know, you, you want to find always that like rock star sales person. I've, I've tried to find them who has that whole, that just, yeah, this is what I do and it works and I do this every time. And 
you know, it comes to getting into these complex kind of sales processes with these decision makers or whoever you're selling to, you know, when you can't just walk in and talk to them, ultimately there is no magic bullet. You just got to continue and you got to be persistent and you got to hope that, you know, your information's in there and the timing is right and that they reach out to you when they, when they need something or you make maybe with your messaging and your approach that you catch their eye. I love it, man. So true. So true. Well, Ben, thank you so much. I, I learned a lot today and I hope our listeners did too. I'm sure they did. Uh, I'm going to let you go. We are out of time, but again, thank you so much, Ben, for your time today. Yeah, Rob. Great talking to you. Thanks. And to anybody listening today, hope you enjoyed it. And I'm sure you learned something. I hope that you learned something you can take away and, and, uh, apply to your efforts in sales. Have a great day and go sell something.